Craft Beer Radio, episode 456, on March 3rd, 2018. Smooth. It's real smooth. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, everybody. I'm Greg. I'm Jeff. And uh, this is Michael McDonald with I Keep Forgetting. It's uh, the... The, the cut that was the base for uh, Regulators from oh, Warren G. Yeah, okay. That's why... I, yeah, I mean, I've heard that song before, but yeah, that's yeah. why it rings a bell. All, All right. right. Beers. Yeah, so I... Hmm. You brought a couple beers from the Philly area. I brought a couple beers from Ohio. Mm-hmm. And I got this uh, evil yeah. twin here, which is from neither, but... Do you want to get started with the Vienna Lager? Yeah, I yeah. think that's a good place to start. Okay. So this is, I got this in Philly. This is from Double Nickel, which is in New Jersey. Double Nickel's Vienna-style lager, 5.3% alcohol by volume, 20 IBU. They say it's uh, Pilsner Vienna and Munich Malts with German-style hops. That sounds pretty fair. Uh, dark in color, a little, little hazy, not super clear. dnbcbeer.com A little bready on the nose. Bready, not bretty. Yeah, there's a little... Eh, uh, caramel or toffee notes. Mm-hmm. And they get a little, little sharp uh, hoppiness. You know, a little spicy. Yeah, yeah, so... Oh, I'm sorry. I was I was holding in a sneeze there for oh. a few minutes. So try and make that not happen for a few minutes. Wow. Well, it seemed like minutes. <laughs> it seemed like hours. Yeah, the uh, you know for a Vienna Lager, I'm looking for really solid malt backbone. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a little bit like uh, bread crust of some sort. You know, maybe a touch of toffee on the nose, but really don't want that so much. I'm getting a little bit of what I want, but I think a little bit of that toffee, it's a little bit sweeter than, than what I'd actually, be, you know, ideally be looking for. But it still smells pretty close to, you know, it's in, definitely in the ballpark of where I'd like an Avena longer to be. It's just the aroma, by the way. We haven't tasted mm, it yet. Yeah. Yes, it, it seems fair to me. I, I, I'm not going to say just by smelling it how much it's going to taste, but um, the bready definitely comes through. With a little bit of toffee, like you said, in the aroma. It, it I took a sip. Really does deliver on the malt right up front. <clears throat> it has mm. it has a nice little hoppiness at the end. It's um, mm. yeah. There is a kind of the sweetness does come at the end, but at the front you're getting more of a, a bread crusty. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Thing it's not really toffee. The toffee comes through and combines with, with the hops at the end. It's a nice yeah. During nice the front, end. it's bready. It's not too sweet or sugary or anything like that so it, it's kind of malty as opposed to sweet mm-hmm. and it, it feeds right through and yeah it gets a little more toffee towards the end but it also blends in with the hops and the hops are probably a little bit higher than what i think of for a vienna lager but i like how it plays in the spear i think i would you know if i was going for like right on the nose, I think it, it's a it's a little wet at the end. It, it could be drier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, the hops are coming across mostly like a continental hop. You know, they're a little spicy. They're touch floral, but kind of like a dry flower, not mm-hmm. like not too much of a aromatic sweet flower or something like that. Yeah, it's, it just comes off a little sweet and, and and not crispy at the end, not quite as crispy as I may want. But that's, I think that fits with the style. Um, maybe a little bit of DMS. Mm. I haven't got there yet. I am noticing that it, during in the finish, you do notice it's a little more estery, mm-hmm. you know, than 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 loggers, vanilla loggers would tend to be. But it still seems okay. You know, those esters are coming across a little. I would say a touch peanutty, maybe. Hmm. Or yeah, um, that's a decent call. I agree. Um, these are really um, very minor flaws. Yeah, I mean, they were we're really nitpicking. 
Well, to try Nick, to find Nick picking or just exploring for interesting flavors. Yeah, but. yeah. But I, I don't want it to sound like we're you know. Yeah, no. I'm this not. is you know this is failing because it's you know there's a tiny bit of maybe DMS in there or <laughs> or, <laughs> or a touch of peanutty. Yeah. This is double nickel Vienna lager. Yes, it is. Look at that. Pensacken. Look at that. The beer is just called Vienna style lager. No yeah. fancy name, no trademark problems. They no. have Belgian golden ale, Vienna style lager, session IPA, IPA, Pilsner. That's just the name of their beer. That's what they do. I like it. Hopefully, everyone who buys their beers aren't. You know, still buy their beer and aren't swayed away by fancy nicknames. Well, I mean, like, one of the beers we have is called Filthy McNasty. <laughs> that's one of the beers we're doing tonight. So it, that that's going, like, the entirely the other way. Yes. Yep. <laughs> you are right. All right. So that was beer one. We have now some more, you know, beers are, I think they're going to jump out a little bit more. So I don't know whether we want to get the saison next, or we want to go just uh, jump into either of the IPAs. I think let's do the saison. Okay, it's probably a lighter one. Uh, just assumption, you know, because it's like a main line of this is Wolfridge Brewing's uh, Le Bon Dance. La Bon Dance. Le Bon Dance. I figure it's, it's abundance, right? Ah, yes. It's uh, won the 2017 bronze in the Beer Army Beer Wars. I don't even know what that is. BN Army or the Beer Army? Beer. Beer Army. Army. I don't know what the Beer Army is. Uh, The internet might. (laughs) Wolfridge Brewing Saison, 7.5% alcohol volume with 30 IBU. Dry Hopped. Our saison is inspired by a simpler time before the Industrial Revolution when farmhands returned from the fertile fields to a welcoming ale. And didn't have penicillin, so died very quickly. <laughs> All About Beer Magazine and Emma Reddy presents Beer Army Wars and associated with the North Carolina Homebrewers Alliance and the Beer Army Foundation. North Carolina? This is an Ohio beer. This one... It doesn't mean that you can't get... Oh, yeah. Judged by it. I guess, yeah. Coles, Ohio. Okay. Oh, Columbus. I guess they abbreviated Columbus, C-O-L-S. Well, that's got a lot of Brett on the nose. Brett this time. (laughs) I'm not smelling anything too too bretty on on this so far. Really? I mean, I'm smelling here. One, let's blend. Just make sure the you didn't get like a bunch of yeast at the bottom or something. I mean, it's it, very yeasty. Has that uh, dusty yeast that I okay. definitely associate with Brett. A little less, but. It's not as much in my face, but definitely yeah, there. I'm getting some kind of like clover honey, a little bit of buckwheat, um, wheat, like a little bit of tangy wheat on the nose. It's softer and more rounded, so that's why I'm pulling in things like clover honey and buckwheat. Mm, so Almost like a wheat and Bel- it's a Belgian yeast. So maybe I'm getting some Belgian esters that are confusing me. I'm getting some kind of. It's not, you know, we use the term tropical so much for new, you know, Gen 3 hops. I'm getting something that's like kind of tropical on the aroma here, but it's, you know, it's all Belgian okay. esters. Yes, Belgian, yeah. Now it's coming more clear. It, it, it's more okay. Belgian-y than, than, than bready, okay. but... Like, I'm getting like a little bit of... Tropical, no, I'm getting woody, if anything. Okay, see, I'm getting something that's kind of like banana flower... Um, Coconut something. Uh, 
Um, it has a good tang to it. Hmm. Let me have another sip. Yeah, yeah. I was I was expecting something to be more in line with the aroma, and this one has a kind of tart tang to it. I don't think it's bread, but there could be a little bit of something in there. I, I asked. It has a really dry finish, right? Like I kind of feel the bread on my tongue yeah. in the late aftertaste. Yeah, that has to be bread. I, I can't. I, th- I think there's probably a culture or something. I don't think it's all bread. No, I don't think it's, it's, it's pure bread, but I do think bread's in there. Um, it does, this, the flavor doesn't make sense without looking it in the line of... With, with yeah, so this has... Kind of a that, that coconut thing I was talking about in the aroma. It carries through in the flavor, but maybe it's like mixed between coconut, vanilla, banana... Somewhere in that trifecta. Yeah, there's there's lots of Belgian nesters in here that's giving it some some extra fruitiness in that vein. Like, like, like a wit beer. I kind of like how that lays on the thing. I like how tangy the beer is. I like it's not kind of a bland wit beer or, you know, just plain old, you know, wheat character. It's very minerally. Um, like a lot of... Um, a lot of limestone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And almost chalky. Yeah. It, oh, you know what? It, it kind of reminds me of, um, like, uh, I've used before Old Fence, but Old Fence, like the those fungus, the dry fungus on it. Okay. You like know, lichen on it or something? Yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> I should eat more lichen. I know what that tastes like? And it's more of it's more of associating a smell, yeah, with a flavor, because yeah. um, I have not eaten fence <laughs> that I yeah. know of. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of some of those beers that we had. Well, it's not as sour. It reminds me it's of some really of the stuff we had. I'm, I'm not really. I mean, I'm getting a little bit of tang, but it's sour. Okay, now. yeah, the tang's up like well above where I was expecting it for me. It's kind of reminding me of, especially with those tropic. Uh, you said you weren't getting them. You were getting more woody, but I'm still getting that kind of coconut, vanilla, banana thing. And it's kind of reminding me of how some of those rare barrel beers played, especially the one that had the tropical fruits added mm. to it. I can see that. I can see a little... I can see coconut and definitely banana. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's playing more woody to me than it is in any of that. But I, But I can see where you're coming from. Right. Yeah, where you're, where where I think you know what I'm tasting, which I'm as closest to Woody, is kind of a little bit more buckwheat or to me. Mm. It's in the mouth of the beholder. Yeah, let's fight it out. <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. Would I drink it again, though? Okay. Mm. Not really. Yeah, what was the price point on that guy? Two dollars and nineteen cents. So yeah, not bad for an interesting beer. Yeah, yeah have had it once and be like, okay, that was. Yeah, that's the thing. I went to Vintage Estates, which is right across the state line in Ohio, and they have like a lot of the local beers, cans of beers, bottles of beers for a dollar ninety nine. And in Pennsylvania, you just don't at a single selection thing. You don't get dollar ninety nine beers. I think you'll be lucky if you get. Uh... 320 or so. Yeah, they're going to be like 350 $4 mm-hmm. for the same beer. Yeah. Same kind of beer. You might be able to get a, a, a six pack for like 12 bucks. That's probably, you'll be able to, get, they'll be able to discount it by putting it into a six pack. Yeah. And they'll, you're only going to get the old ones. <laughs> Singles, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, um, after going there, it's like, you remember like how not far it really is and like, why don't I go there more? So I think I'm going to be going there more. <laughs> So this was one of the beers on the shelf at Vintage Estates that I just had to get just to see if it is possible how how it could possibly be not bad. Right. Because it is Evil Twin Brewing's eggnog IPA. <laughs> and they called a cocktail inspired IPA brewed with egg white, lactose, bourbon flavoring, nutmeg, and vanilla. Eight percent alcohol by volume forty five IBU. 
How can it not be bad? <laughs> well, you know, it's okay. a bit hazy. Yes. I'm not expecting it. <laughs> He's happier, though. The aroma has kind of that bourbon flavoring to it. It's a little bit more woody. It's a little... It's a little like sawdusty, almost yeah. like cedar chip. Not cedar. Um, I don't know. Some kind of pine, pine, pine sawdust or something like that is kind of what I'm smelling. Something that I've run through my table saw and t- sawdust type smell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Is it watermelon dorado all over again? It's wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it keeps on giving too, doesn't it? Take a sip. <laughs> um, that is sh- shockingly gross. Um. Uh, <laughs> 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 It, it, the best four dollars and fifty nine cents. It kind of tastes like an oak aged mouthwash. Um, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Oof. The oak is like fakey, fake, fake, uh-huh. fake. Uh huh. I know. There's somebody that's just did challenge myself again. And there is that minty mouthwash, mouthwash thing at the end. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that. chemically like listerine and mm. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is really bad. That is gross. <laughs> that is just gross. <laughs> the dump bucket's right behind Oof. you there. Oh boy. Yikes. <laughs> no, yeah, thank I, you. I gotta take one more sip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it's worse than I thought it would be because it doesn't even taste like eggnog. It doesn't have anything good about it. it that fake oak is just nasty. Yeah, yeah it's really really gross. Um Go evil twin go. <laughs> they can shit the can and people will buy it. I mean, hey, it's you know, evil twin, they just they make shit and they throw it out there and and so it's it's hard to like fault them for it. It's not like the difference between this and watermelon dorado is watermelon dorado was like you know, it's sent out there as a product that is going to be you know, like they have faith in this thing. Which is worse? Which is... <laughs> I mean, I was hyped on how good Watermelon Dorado was by people. People yeah. kept saying how great yeah. Watermelon Dorado was. And I think was this nasty. is. I think this is worse, though. Barrel-aged Listerine? I, That's pretty awful. We'd have to really compare. <laughs> I haven't it's had Watermelon Dorado in effing so awful. long. Uh... But yeah, that was that was. You want to grab something from the fridge to replace that because that was. <laughs> we, might, we might. Let's just get another. Let's okay. get this taint flavor out of our mouths. Yes. Actually, we should probably drink a lot of water mm. so we don't taint the next beer. We gonna do the Amazon commercial and I'll grab a beer. Okay, let's do that. Oh uh, yeah, turn off my music. I can do that. So, uh, yeah, we, one of the things we, we do is, is this beer that we bought uh, was financed by you guys uh, helping us out by going to Amazon.com, but not going to Amazon.com, because what you did is you went to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon, and that took you to Amazon, where you bought whatever you wanted, you know, and um, you, you know, as you do, you just buy stuff, and 6% of that goes to us instead of going directly to Jeff Bezos. That's all. It's super simple. That's why we want you to do it. We keep doing this and we hopefully are uh, 
pounding into your head every time you go, you, you think about shopping online and you want to go to that place, you go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. It'll take you right there. And that's it. That's simple. So did you, did you say this beer was bought by them? Yes. Which one of those assholes bought that eggnog IPA? <laughs> you did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you. That's right. You took their money. <laughs> All right. What's what do you got? Another IPA, a real IPA this time. This is Mystic Mama from Jackie O's. Jackie O's is an Ohio brewery in Columbus. All right. Let's see. Yes. Seven percent alcohol by volume. Eighty IBU. West Coast inspired, they say. Five hops. And dry hopped with Citra and Simcoe. Look at the haze. <laughs> what haze? No haze at all. Crystal clear. Total. Okay. Kind of a throwback, right? I mean, you're getting these really fruit juicy citric flavors. Mm hmm. You know, pineapple, uh, grapefruit, <laughs> that, that other big round thing, grapefruit. <laughs> um, and they smell bright and juicy. And then there's a little bit of dankness in there, I'd say, kind of tingling around the edges. It smelled pretty dank to me. I'm just putting it in the notes here so we have it. A little, kind of getting a. Yeah, like actually, I'm smelling it. I'm thinking like orange creamsicle for some reason. Dank or yeah, I, I agree. It's it's a real deep orange, mm-hmm. deep orange. It's cold. It's way cold. We probably shouldn't have opened this one first. Wrap your hands around that glass. Mm. Pump some heat into it. On Amazon, you can buy our Spiegelau or buy the Spiegelau. <laughs> it's not ours. Yes. <laughs> Barrel-aged beer glass. The ones that we recommend, though. Yes. We've been using these almost exclusively for... Or exclusively for, what, eight years now? Well, not the barrel-aged one. We have yeah. the... Um, beer tulip. The beer tulip that we've been using. But the barrel-aged one of Listener. Shout, uh, shout out to... I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but it was a listener who... Uh, Mentioned that mentioned, they, yeah, that they, that had, they these, had these, which are just, just slightly taller, really. They're pretty much the same thing as beer tulips, slightly taller. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, we've got the Jackie O's. Oh, Mystic yeah. Mama. Copious amounts of pungent hops is what it says on the can. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um... Pretty very very pungent. It's it's really sharp, crisp, and bright. You know, it is exactly. If you know, if if we were getting this when West Coast IPAs were the state of the art, mm-hmm. you know, we'd be because like this thing is like right up there. Yeah, it's really bright it, for for a West Coast IPA mm-hmm. for having these types. So it, it it stays pretty juicy, and the you know the bitterness is there, but it's. More, it, it also sounds kind of papaya like. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so it doesn't really get super resiny. I feel dirty for not being excited by this beer. It's not. But it, it's 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 well put together. It yeah. has great flavors to it. But I'm just in a place right now where it's like this one's not exciting me. I'm like I'm a bad person for that. You're not a bad person. It, it's. You you've moved on. You moved on from from this this bit of this particular type of IPA, mm-hmm. and other people haven't, and so other people are going to really enjoy this. Uh, so for those people who are like who are not in the the galaxy uh, Motueka, I like phase, how the I like how the dankness plays through the, but it doesn't get overboard. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get weedy. It doesn't get catty. It doesn't get anything like that. It kind of is playing a harmonizing role to the citrus and the fruit. It gets a little catty. Yeah, I guess in the late taste, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it it starts to lay a little on, on the tongue, but 
that's what I expect from from this from mm-hmm. this style anyway. So I'm not. But you know, yeah, I feel like it does. Yeah, it feels like a throwback. It's it's well put together for what it's trying to do, mm-hmm. and and I like the brightness of it. But I do feel like this is this is not when I when I think IPA. This is not the kind of IPA that I'm into. This is the kind of IPA that other people are into. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, this is this is fine. I think it was a. Titty's Alley's birthday, so she wanted to go to her... We've gone to Mad Max on her birthday for six straight years. Wow. <laughs> and uh, they had a beer there from Stone. I didn't look She at loves it. her beer, I guess. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> <did not. laughs> she loves the cheese quesadilla and mm-hmm. the free ice cream. Mm. Um, Scorpion Bowl from Stone. I had to ask the server, I'm like, is that a pepper beer? Like I'm like, oh my god, they put out a Trinidad Scorpion beer? I'm getting that. Mm-hmm. But no, it's some fruited IPA thing. And I, I was bummed. I was like, don't call it Scorpion Bowl. It doesn't have Trinidad Scorpions in it. <laughs> That's something that, that Dogfish Head would do. Or real Scorpions. Yeah. Dogfish Head would totally do that. <laughs> Sam would absolutely do that. A beer with Scorpions and Scorpion Peppers. There we go. Mm-hmm. Find some way to, to 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 put a historical angle into it. <laughs> it's dogfish all the way. Well, I mean, I downed it pretty quick. So, mm-hmm. regardless of whether I was like super enjoying it or not, it's drinkable. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. Like I said, if you're in the mood for a West Coast, that one does a really good job at it. Mm-hmm. All right. Need a break from IPAs? You want to do this uh, Omegang? Um, We're doing an overlay with the... Let's Omegang. overlay. All right. So I was in... So I was in... Actually, I so I forgot Greg was in Philly last week when mm-hmm. I was in Ohio. And... Um, so I like sent him a text like I missed I missed it. he sent me a picture of him and Nick and like in Philly at a bar and Aaron and Aaron yes and and it, I it didn't I didn't see it or it didn't come through I'm like show or no and then it pops up and you're like ah. and and me doing a <laughs> yeah. doing a pose at the at the Liberty yeah. Bell oh yeah that one too and I'm like dude I picked up a four pack of Lord Hobo yeah, of of, 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 boom, of, sauce. of boom sauce. It, let me let me actually read it because it was it was funnier than that. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, <clears throat> are we show now? I see your Philly shit. Got it. Went to VE and got boom sauce. I don't need you in caps. <laughs> and so I said, Nick has boom sauce on tap, bitch. <laughs> and his, and his uh, brewery, the place he works, he has boom sauce on tap. <laughs> Damn it! That's a FML. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a hazy IPA here. There's a little bit. There's yeast chunks or hop bits float like settled at the bottom of my glass. Yeah. So, so uh, this is the Lord Hobo. Um, they make boom sauce, and this is their other one. This is glorious, or ain't other one from them. Uh, Galaxy Pale. Galaxy Pale. Six point five percent alcohol by volume. Seventy two IBU. Pilsner malt. Galaxy hops. They say a double dose of Galaxy Hops. Better be. Ain't gonna be glorious without it. Yeah, one of my favorite hops. Yeah, I wonder if those are hop bits sitting in the bottom there. It's hazy. It's straw yellow. So moving on to oh wow, that's weird. There's a floral aroma in this beer. That is the Greg smell. <laughs> Jeff always says I smell. When like I take Greg's glass and if I smell it, I can smell his essential oils on the outside of the glass. And it he goes through effort not to bring his shampoo and his soap or whatever like to the show mm-hmm. but i always pick it up there's something about greg and i'm actually he hasn't touched my glass tonight and i'm smelling a little bit of that greg smell in the beer 
<laughs> Maybe that's why I like Galaxy Hop so much because they, they smell, smell and like taste you. like me. <laughs> Could be. Um. Yeah, this is good. This is so. I went um, before I went down to Philly. I on Thursday I went to uh, a brew gentleman and got two growlers. Mm-hmm. I got um, uh, with a double IPA and a single IPA, uh, and brought them down. And he was getting. He had another. It, it, it was close because the double IPA. I was like. Mm, I maybe should get that robust porter because their robust porter was okay. excellent. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty good. They're fantastic. Right. They're a whale. They're a legit whale mm-hmm. that's near us. Like, yeah, you should have trafficked the shit though, Philly. You could have made some cash. <laughs> um, but the best beer of the three was the Pure Gentleman Single IPA. The the I forget which one it was. But it was really, really delicious. Mm-hmm. It wasn't General Braddock. It was, you know, one of their further down right. list. No, this is good. It has um, a softer body to mm-hmm. it, right, because of the haze and whatnot. The hops are really potent in here. Yeah. And then on, in the left aftertaste, I'm getting the uh, something that's... So it, it what I'm tasting now, it's still some kind of deodorizing thing but it's not the greg smell there's like a there's like an aftershave type uh, something in there like it's, it's not ruining the beer it's not like listerine and your eggnog and right. your bourbon but it's there's this like you know some some man scent at the end of this like beer. old like old, uh, old I mean, spices is that what oh, I, I don't know which one? I don't know what ingredient, mm. what what floral aromatic, you know, what aromatic they use to get that kind of manly, musky smell. But so this galaxy is, you know, it's a bunch of of, of passion fruit and uh, and mm-hmm. guava. Yeah, that part's really. I mean, it's like it almost feels like a guava smoothie, mm-hmm. you know, because like, well, this one's not a super thick, murky, hazy. It still has a good body to it, mm-hmm. and it kind of gives you that guava smoothie type flavor. And then, like you know, thirty seconds in the aftertaste is where it starts to get a little more phenolic in some way. Yeah, a little. I guess I don't know if phenolic is, but it's more a, peppery, spicy. It's, something. It's a in kind there. of like essential oilish thing that that so it gets a little mm-hmm. um, almost like burn ish. Yeah. Like, like it's like it's really a strong oil that's it's like it's burning a bit. Yeah. Um, is it incense at all? Like some kind of like yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of thing I was talking about being the aftershave or something. But incense might be a better call on it. I think that that's a good call. Yeah. I. I, I, I it's so weird that I, you, know, you still think I smell. I mean, I've changed my laundry detergent. I've changed. Dude, the, it's, it's, I'm not complaining. I know, but it's it, like I live in a new place now. It doesn't smell anything at all. You know, it's like it's so weird. I I feel like I want to like sterilize. Need myself. a forensic scientist. You know, it's <laughs> watch watch it be like the the armor all you use to wash your steering wheel. <laughs> you know, something like that, right? <laughs> It's true. My car. Well, my car didn't change through mm-hmm. the. I don't know. It, it's. I'm sure I put smells out too, but you know, it's just. Mine does. It, I don't smell you. I don't. I don't know. Like you can. You can. You yeah. legit smell me on glasses. It's so weird. Here, give me your glass. Well, you're smelling me on top of the beer, which you said smells like me. So. <laughs> I don't smell you tonight. I'm sniffing the outside of Craig's glass. I don't smell Greg tonight. Okay. Sometimes the worm is turned. Yeah, yeah. No, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I, uh, like, it, I. Not that it's a bad smell, but sometimes I worry about handing you my glass because the smell's going to come back uh. and it's going to ruin the evaluation part of it. You know, not mm. that I don't. Not that I'm like, oh, Greg's funks on my glass. That's not it at all. This is glorious from Lord Hobo. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm digging that. It. That tropical flavor, that passion fruit guava, and mostly guava. And see, this is you know this was hoping for at the, at the IPAs I get nowadays, yeah. and so I'm 
so I can dig into this, I can drink it and enjoy it sip by sip. And I'd have to, I mean, while this was drinkable, I kind of felt that I'm, I'm pointing to Jackie O's now. It was drinkable, mm-hmm. but I was like, not in as into it as I am this. This is just yeah. it's a fruit juice concoction. It's awesome. Sure is. I, I've kind of lost track of that phenolic thing, that, that incense thing at the end. I'm not noticing it as much anymore. Hmm. They say peach grape on here. I didn't see As that. flavors or aroma, they say. A silky oh. peach grape aroma. There's no peach in the aroma that I'm getting. Maybe. I think there's peach in the flavor. Yeah, I think there's kind of a like an underripe peach, mm-hmm. like a kind of more firm peach yes. type flavor. Yeah. Well, that was glorious. Mm. Yes, it was. <laughs> Literally glorious. <laughs> All right. All right. So another beer you brought back. It's not from Philly, but it was purchased in Philly. Uh, Oma Gang has a new beer called Brunetta. Kind of goes, it's in a smaller, like, uh, 500 milliliter bottle. And it's like, same kind of, like, artwork as Rosetta. Right, which I also bought. But I, um, because I, we've had Rosetta before. I believe so, yeah. But uh, I saw that too, and I was like, okay. And, and they were relatively cheap for, I think they were like four mm-hmm. bucks a piece or something like that. So I was like, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so dark tan on this guy. Let me see. Brunetta is 5%. They call it a traditional outbrun. Um, developed by their brewmaster, Phil Leinhart, and the blenders at their sister brewery, Leifman's. Oh, fancy. Surf at 47 degrees Fahrenheit. It's way over there behind the Wi-Fi router. That's right. There is is no battery with which to measure temperature. (laughs) Pedal really hard. Okay, yeah, nine volts. That's a lot. I mean, you just got to make the crank right. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot of force. All right. So this guy is you'd expect it to be clear. It's clear, dark. It's has a it's a brownish, but has a nice red highlights to it. Now we're going to start using new vocabulary. You know, we haven't done a lot of Belgians on the show lately. So this one has kind of a cherry fruit type aroma to it, but there's uh, a little bit of, <sighs> let me take another smell here. Let's see, the mic- it's a blend of Pilsner Amber Caramel Malts, minimal hopping. Uh, the mixed culture fermentation begins at Leifman's open copper vats and continues in stainless tanks for four to eight months. Hmm. It's a lot of uh, fermentation. Can I have some water, please? May you? Yes. Can I, though? No. <laughs> Isn't the other way around? Yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to just let it go and see if anyone noticed. Yeah, raisins. Uh... Yeah, there's... there's... It, it, that's the fascinating part. I'm trying to dial in on that dark fruit flavor. Like... Raisins, but you know, for me, it's you know um, when, you, when you yeah when you get those real like the not so dried prunes, like the ones that are really kind of have a higher liquid content. That's kind of where they're going, or something. Maybe you rehydrate a prune. I don't know. I mean, like when you get a bag of dried fruit, right? There's ones that are dry and leathery, and there's ones that still have a good squeeze to them. It's not really my thing getting okay. a bag of dried fruit. So okay, it's like the juicier ones, the ones that aren't as leathery. Okay. I want like I keep wanting to say there's like some kind of like you know, there's like a tobaccoy note in there, but it's not like it's not straight up enough tobaccoy to to really pull it, but it's inferring it to me. Well, tobacco can be floral and somewhat fruity. Mm-hmm. 
I think I told you at the time that I just recently at the uh, uh, when I did the game thing, I t- took a break and one of the guys had cigars. Okay. And you know, not a cigar guy at all, not really a right. smoking guy. Uh, but I was like, okay, um, yeah. And he said, well, let me. Do you want to get this awesome one? So let's think, let's don't don't break out the amazing stuff for somebody like me who's just who's not going to appreciate it. Just give me something that's interesting. So, okay, so I did a little bit, and there were interesting things going on, right? I mean, if if if, if you just went for a flavor mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, tobacco in there, but there's fruits and there's spicy stuff. But after, you know, 20 puffs or so, it's starting to get overwhelming and just kind of like... And then by by the time you're about a quarter of the way through, it's just, okay, enough. Right. So, um, but it was interesting. I mean, I'm not like... I'm glad I did it because it was, you know, I, I went for... I explored that option. Right. But uh, nothing that I... Super appreciated, but I can. There was enough of the stuff that we taste in there, that we taste in beer, to taste there. Yeah. There was enough of a of a of, of a link for me to pick out flavors. That happened to me when I was out in Seattle. I think I talked about this briefly. Uh, I'm going to be extra brief here. You know, I don't drink much wine. Mm-hmm. I was out with some coworkers at a wine place tasting some wines and i thought i was really able to get into the wines like so much deeper than i ever have before and it's not because i've had wine practice lately it's just because of you know the 13 years of, right yes yeah, beer practice so you're if you practice enough at, at tasting then you'll be able to pick out things that, that you might not have picked up before but you're still not as good as the professionals sure you know, yeah, or the people yeah. who or the, or the people who have done Wine for 13 years. Absolutely. Yeah. This one is is certainly interesting. It, it, you know, Greg mentioned about how it has the Leafman's part to it. It does feel like, you know, mm. a kind of a blend of things that are familiar at Omegang. You know, there it seems like yeah. there's like a Three Philosophers base in there. Yes. It seems yes. like. You know, it seems like there's Rosetta charity. type character. Well, the Rosetta charity type character mm-hmm. seems to be in here, and uh, Rosetta is the same uh, collaboration fermentation thing. I believe they get they get a base from Leafman's or not Leafman's. Uh, is it Leafman's? Leafman's is, is Brunetta. I don't know. I yeah, can look no, up. Uh, I mean, but they're sister brewery. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They get the same base for that for Rosetta and whatnot. So it's probably. Probably a blend like that. They probably take a think of like how New Belgium works, where they have Oscar and Felix, a right. light and a dark, and they blend the different things. You could I, this beer kind of seems to me like it's the the Leafman's base and the three philosophers kind of blend. The thing together. I'm noticing about it is is how um, how clean it tastes in a way. I mean, how it, it like um, it's it's hard to to express what I'm talking about. So I'm tr- going to give it a shot here. But it feels like the, the beer itself is well cordoned off. Um, so all the flavors are just sort of in this mm-hmm. in, in their right pile. And there's nothing sort of going... There's nothing going outside of that pile. So it, it, it that, has That's a kind clean, of what I expect from big yeah. breweries doing wild things. I mean, think of the Funkatorium at Wicked Weed. Think of... Yeah. You know, this is kind of what I was expecting from Oh My Gang. You know, you're not going to get the rare barrel. You're not going to get all, you know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you look at something like uh, Cosmic Mother Funk, and that was all over the place, right? Yes, so, but that's not really a production run, right? It's yeah, right. <clears throat> I saw a really interesting story. So, you know, the brewery, the rare barrel, we had them on the show. The rare barrel is named after the first oak barrel that New Belgium used. To, that Peter Buchard in New Belgium used a sour beer. That's what the brewery's named after. Really? So there was the first barrel. It has a name. I forget the name right now. And it was at New Belgium for a bunch of years. And uh, Lauren Salazar took over the wood cellar and souring program and things like that. And for some reason, she lost the first barrel. The the barrel. And um, 
like five, six years later, she was at Russian River, and they're playing horseshoes, like in or bag of, or cornhole or something in the warehouse, and uh, she looks over and she sees the barrel, like in Russian River. Peter sent Vinny the barrel with some blend, and like Vinny and Tommy from Lost Abbey and Peter were working on some collaboration stuff. Vinny didn't know he had the first modern craft beer sour barrel in his warehouse like it's like it's gonna be in the smithsonian someday type thing right (laughs) you know and um so he after this you know he used it for a little bit longer he sent it back to new belgium new belgium used it again and then they just recently sent it to the rare barrel so now the rare barrel is is at at the the rare rare barrel (laughs) cool it's just you know it's like Ships passing in the night type thing, you know, it just, I don't know, it just, it was, fa- it was, the story was written to be poetic and right, fascinating, yes, you yes. know, that kind of thing. And it's just like the whole serendipity, the whole thing was, was fun. It reminds you of the old days of craft beer. Right. Yeah. The days that people are, some people are desperately trying to reclaim, but when that's, that ship has sailed, <laughs> um, Looking for uh, looking for labels that have the independent. Yeah, the got a couple here tonight. On there. Thought we did. Maybe we didn't. No, pick when we were when we were looking out there yeah. at the beers we have in the fridge, there were a few. Yeah, but yeah, I think there, there's there, there's some you know we've talked about this before, but there's attempts to yeah recapture that magical age and that never you know lightning in a bottle. Yeah, <laughs> it, it you know it. it it's uh, it's it's a rare thing, uh, and those times were great. But the industry has grown considerably, as we talked about in the pre-show. You you can go to a shop now. And what what was it you said? What did I say? When we started our show, and for the first couple of years, it was not something that I expected I could achieve. But a person could it was ex- inconceivable. It wasn't inconceivable to be able to taste every beer in the right. American that it was all the craft beer in America. Right. If you were dedicated and financially well off, you could just go do beer things. Mm-hmm. It, but you, like you, it it's laughable now. Like there's no way you could taste everything, even if like your job was for like a giant media company and they had an unlimited budget to drink one ounce samples of every beer made mm-hmm. in the country. You just can't do it. You wouldn't even really be able to separate those in your mind. I imagine it, it's, yeah. it's at this point. So. Yeah, there are breweries everywhere. It's it's hard to fathom how much the industry has grown since we started. So, mm-hmm. um, back to the beer, the Avogadro Granetta. Yeah, it's 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 enjoyable. It's likable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my favorite Avogadro. Yeah, it it's feels a little bit sanitized. Mm-hmm. It feels like you said it's it's playing in this playpen. Mm-hmm. And for us, the interesting parts is when it reaches outside. Well, I mean, there's does... plenty of interesting stuff happening inside the playpen, right? It's it's not bad inside the playpen, but yeah, there there's is a little bit of of, of a wanting of something. The, there's not much nuance in here. It's it's giving you like three or four things, five things, and when you taste it, the fifth sip tastes just like the first sip. Yeah, and you're not able to uncover. These right. facets that we love yeah. to uncover. You're getting this 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 very nice chord, or very nice, you know, this orchestra playing this very nice note, but they're not playing a symphony; they're playing a note, mm-hmm. and it sounds very pretty, but they're not really, yeah. That was brunette from Omagong. Okie dokie. So we end on Filthy McNasty. Instead of, well, I mean, if you ask me, we already had Filthy McNasty. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know the name of the spear. I bought a North High Russian Imperial Stout. I didn't notice the little banner there saying Filthy McNasty. It might have scared me away. If I had noticed that, you know, they put a name on that, I might have passed it up. 52 IBU, 9% alcohol by volume, Summit East Kent Golden Hops, Pale Roasted Barley, Black and Chocolate Malts. Uh, Pours nice and dark. 
you can actually, when you, where it pours, it doesn't pour opaque, so it seems like it's going to be a lighter imperial stout. But however, when you hold it up to the light, <laughs> there's not dark. many highlights. <laughs> that is pretty dark. Very Roasty, roasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> Yeah, no, so like Imperial Stouts can go a couple different ways, right? And yeah. like big, boozy Imperial Stouts, they're more cocoa and soy yeah. and boozy. This one's different. This one is more, from the smell, from that first sniff, it smells like an American double stout, American stout, something like that. doesn't seem like it's Russian Imperial. It doesn't shock me because the say on here, this one is all about the roast. So, mm-hmm. um. That's what they're playing towards. They're 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 playing up the roast here. Now the roast smells really good. The roast is giving coffee you... roasty. Right? I mean, it's got that kind of um, nuanced roasty aroma. Yeah, it's. I don't know how I'm gonna put like other food flavors to it. It just smells like a really well roasted barley. Um, like I'm trying to think. Like, is it like roast marshmallow? No. Is it yeah. like coffee? To me, not not so much. Is it toast? Not no. really. It's like well roasted barley, <laughs> and I'm having a hard time figuring out like a different descriptor. A little campfire? Mm, not really. I can't think of anything. It really carries through this kind of aroma. But it smells really good. It has a nice cocoa flavor to it. Yeah, I would call this American Double Stout. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 it's got that... Um, that warming quality, right? And and does it? Yes. So to me, it did. If I was drinking this blind, I might call it Kalamazoo. Mm. So this really fits in with Bell's Kalamazoo Stout. It's very similar. And they mentioned that the lack of caramel malt to play up the roast and smoky flavors. So it's an interesting angle to work on. A little right bit there. of smoke, yeah, in there. To me, this feels like yeah. It's a, I mean, for the people listening, this is. Like Kalamazoo, it's a little charcoaly, a little, a little. Uh, but I like it, actually, I like where this is going. It's starting to evolve. It's starting to get a little more. Um, it's a little sweeter, a little more syrupy in there, and that's not a bad thing in this case. It kind of. I, I feel like you can feel the alcohol warming, and yeah. that's a good thing. I, yeah. I feel like it's, but it's not playing the, that caramel note. To give you the hug, it's still a little bit more. Um, it, it's really, really roasty. It, it's just they're, they're focusing on roast, and, and it avoids any notion of burnt, which is great. yeah, right. It, it doesn't go uh, astringent. That, yeah, that's that's what's noteworthy about this is that it's a mega roasty, but there is not even a hint of burning. Yes. It's interesting and well done, and I'm not sure I like it. <laughs> okay, uh, and, and I, I think it's 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 really well put together. I, I think that you know the, the brewery, the brewers did what they wanted to do. They 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 brought the roast out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a very good job of doing that. Um, and yeah, they managed to do it without, you know, making a stringent. And I'm not sure that I like it. it it's kind of like the Jackie O's with me. It's it's like mm-hmm. everything. You just don't like Columbus. That's the only problem. <laughs> everything they're doing is right, but it's not the kind of thing that I'm like that I'm jazzing for. No. It, okay. So. I like this beer. It's fascinating. I think they're walking a very fine line of pulling out that much really good roast that doesn't get astringent, doesn't get burnt, doesn't get... It's pulling out well. Is it what I like in a Russian Imperial Stout? No, I want boozy. I want rich. I want big. And this one's just 
big. Um, I mean, that, that's the thing is like it, it's it, it's appreciating. An part artist. of me is appreciating for a dollar ninety nine. Yes, sphere. right. But no, this is well worth the money. But it's appreciating uh, what an artist is doing without appreciating the art. It, it's yeah. I f- it's like when I so I've never been a huge. Um, you know they have the uh, uh, in Pittsburgh um, the the museum for Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol, yes, and never been. I was just there this week. Never been a huge fan of his stuff, but when I went to the museum, I was really impressed. And there was lots of stuff that I was like, I got on a better level thanks to the museum. But there was also, I mean, there was plenty of stuff there. It was like, I see what he's doing. I appreciate the art. Now that I'm getting into the background, I I appreciate what's being done here. I didn't like it necessarily, right? But I appreciated what was being done. I appreciated that art art was being made, and that's sort of how I feel here. Um, I appreciate this. This is artfully done. This is well made. This is doing what they plan to do. This is, I think, really um, interesting. This is not stuff that I would hang on my wall. Now, if this was not labeled Russian Imperial, would it change your mind at all? It was just no. It's it's, a, it's the flavors. Stout. It's the flavors okay. that, that that I'm talking about. It's not the. It's not the. I'm gonna try. I I don't know for sure, but I feel like it's the fact that it's really leaning on this roastiness, mm-hmm. which I can tell and I, and I get and I think it's really well done. But just like with the Jackie O's, like that was that was an IPA for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was yeah. it was doing yeah. what it wanted to do, but wasn't okay. You know, it wasn't pushing my buttons. No, sure. Let's rank. Let's rank. Well, I think we know what goes in last place. <laughs> and the that, glorious goes in last place, it, right? It, it, you know, that was what the brewer intended, so we're not going to not rank No, no, beer. yeah, th- that's not a spoiled beer. That is just a awful beer. Um, <laughs> okay, so that... We should, we, you know what would be fun? We should, like, try to, like... We should do each other's rankings, like, where you think... Oh, okay. What I like and what I think you like. Well, it's going to be harder for me to write the notes then, but... Um... <laughs> no, no, we don't have to do... Sometime we should do that. Yeah, okay. Maybe there's a show where there's, like, certain, like, polarizing beers we can yeah, do that or something. Yeah. Well, no, I, I would be interested to see... We can do this, but then as long as we, we get the actual rankings... All right, here. All right. I'll do Greg's rankings. All right. yes, please, do my rankings. Uh, Greg's rankings... Did I get him? Yeah. No? Okay. Je- Jeff assorted the, yeah, the, the so, beers. So I thought Greg liked the Glorious first. That's, that would be, that's yes. That, that, that is, yes. I would have thought you would have put the Vienna Lager second. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Okay. And then I put the Brunette, Brunetta third. I think that's about right. Okay, so I'm doing well so far. So I guess the part I messed up is I put the Jackie O's ahead of the Wolf Ridge. The, the yeah, season. No, that's wrong. That's wrong, okay. So Greg liked the Wolf Ridge next? Nope. Oh, no? You liked the Stout next? Yeah. You were so harsh on the Stout. I didn't say I disliked Like I said, it was, yeah, it was not... Okay. You were harsh on the Stout, though. Maybe it was just because it was the last thing you talked about. I kind of weighted it higher. Yeah. All right. So then the Jackie O's. Yeah. Then the Wolf Ridge. And then yes. Eggnog. Yes. All right. Would you like to add any commentary? Um, let's see. Hold on a second. Let me finish writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. Glorious. I You know, it was super in my wheelhouse. Exactly the kind of beer that I'm... I just want to drink right now and, and have been wanting to drink for the past couple of months. So uh, no question. That, I mean, it's, it's really hard for that to, to, to be defeated. It could have been. 
Right, if the out brown was fantastic, that you know mm-hmm. that, that would have been great. Yeah. Um, the Vienna style lager, I just thought it was well done. It was really you know well done Vienna lager that was could have been cleaner. You know, could have been a little bit crisper at the edge, but those were very minor deductions. Uh, and the Alba Gang was, as we talked about, stuck in his playpen, but doing a decent job in his playpen. The North High. I, I mean, I'm really impressed by what they're doing, and that's really why it's it's high up. I'm impressed by it, but it's not the kind of thing that I, mm-hmm. you know, totally into drinking. Similar thing with the Jackie O's, but I feel like I appreciate the North High a little bit more. Uh, Wolf Ridge, I really didn't like it. Uh, there was something about it that was off for me. Um, and then, of course, the 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 Agnac IPA was terrible. <laughs> Freaking awful. All right, so now I got to do this for you. How closely were you listening? Hmm, I, was, I was considering my own stuff, not, not necessarily <laughs> you. Uh, but okay, so... Maybe like this. And... Oh, you got it. <laughs> you got it. I mean, you had Wolfridge down at the bottom. I didn't know you'd elevated it. Uh-huh. All right, Greg Greg knows me. All right, so Greg put the Glorious in first place. Mm-hmm. It was it was good. It was really good, even with that little bit of Greg smell in there at the beginning. <laughs> um, then I'm going to put the Jackie O's in second place. It was a, a good... West Coast style second generation IPA that worked for me. Uh, I put the Wolf Ridge in third place. I dug the tanginess. I dug kind of that buckwheat teeness in there. It, um, I thought it, you know, had some some neat nuance. It, is it the best saison I've ever had? No. Is it for like a mainline beer a good saison? Yeah, it's better than a lot of things that call themselves saisons. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, so maybe that's maybe that's why I'm because it's best in class or very good in its class. I'm elevating it. I'm gonna put the just like Greg told me. I'm gonna put the North High Filthy McNasty in fourth place. It in the next one are very tightly, very tight with each other, because I thought they were both really or pretty, pretty well done. Right, North High wasn't my favorite Imperial Stout. The double nickel wasn't my favorite Vienna lager. So they both had kind of the same deviation from my ideal. I thought the North High did a really good job at like walking a hard line of getting mega roast no burn. Mm-hmm. I'm giving him credit for that. The The double nickel was, was good. There was that kind of esteriness, that peanutiness, kind of off style. Didn't really ruin how much I enjoyed the beer, mm-hmm. but... It, you know, I got a rank. I got a draw line somewhere, sure. and that kind of puts it there. I'm going to put the Brunetta in uh, fifth place, six, sixth, sixth place. place. Um, it, it just seems sanitary. It seems like a big brewery doing a sour beer. And when we realized, you know, that like Wicked Weed and the Funkatorium were like, they have a Funkatorium and everything is sanitary. Like, what? What? Yeah. And this one kind of fits into that kind of mold. And then, yeah, the evil twin eggnog. I didn't get all obscene and sweary on this one. Maybe because my expectations were much, much lower. But this, I think this was worse than Watermelon Dorado. It's really bad. It was freaking awful. I mean, just like Watermelon Dorado, is kind of the thing where don't buy this beer unless you want to just try something terrible. You know, Evil Twin has given me enough good stuff that I'm like... I'll buy it. I'll see how they cannot make this thing a drain pour. Well, right. they didn't. <laughs> they did not make it a drain pour. They didn't not make it a drain pour. <laughs> You're double negative for tonight. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. We really do appreciate it. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. We are on Twitter at Craft Beer Radio. I am at Jeff Bear. At CBR Greg. Email beer at Craft Beer Radio. I forgot to say... So we've been nagging them for oh, a couple yeah. weeks about yo's. We got them. And when we told them to do yo jerks, that 
rung a note with them. Oh, we got so many yo jerks. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Continue with the yo jerks. I do feel bad. I feel kind of like um, guy from How Did This Get Made? Jason uh, Manzukas. Jason Manzukas, because he he uses yeah. the jerks thing. So uh-huh. I feel like I ripped them off a little What's bit. What's up, but, jerks? Right. That's what, yeah. yeah. Like when they started coming in, I started hearing Manzuka sending me emails. I'm like, oh yeah, I, that's not original. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I do appreciate it, and yeah, people do listen to the show. Imagine that. <laughs> I mean, there are numbers that support that, so it could all be robots. It could be. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, and we will talk at you again next week.